You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget right here on Moody Radio 89.3. The National Hockey League All-Star Weekend is happening in Fort Lauderdale on February 3rd and 4th. The official provider for chapels for the NHL is having their All-Star Breakfast that weekend. It's Hockey Ministries International. And to tell us more about this breakfast and to share his own story is former Florida Panther Rob Globke. Rob, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. It's good to be here. Yeah, could you tell us a little bit uh, about this ministry and then about the the breakfast that's happening during the All-Star weekend? Sure. This ministry was started in uh, 1979 with a with a heart to reach the hockey world for Christ. Um hockey's a different culture than maybe football or baseball, which a lot of Americans are probably more familiar with and it's a it's a pretty dark culture uh with roots uh from europe so just uh yeah the the christianity or anything spiritual is not really a big thing so um and our our organization just exists to enter into that space and use hockey as kind of a a tool to reach a lot of lost uh people looking for looking for hope people that a lot of a lot of maybe americans or or people looking from the outside might think a lot of these guys have it all together. They make money. Um, they're playing a sport, a very expensive sport, but um, there's a lot of lost people in, in the game. So um, we try to reach them through the game of hockey. Well, God does call us to go into the darkness and shine his light. And one of the way your ministry is doing that is through this breakfast, this all-star breakfast. Tell us about it. Yeah, every year uh, at the All-Star event, wherever it, it takes place, we host a, uh, a breakfast during the weekend uh, as an outreach to fans, players, um, and really anybody who's interested in hockey. And it's a, it's a time where uh, former players and even some current players come and share their, their stories, their testimonies, and a little bit about how our ministry has impacted uh, their life. So it's a chance for people to come and see how God has worked in the life of uh, different hockey players. Well, how has he worked in your life? How did you end up where you're at? Um, you were playing back in the early 2000s. Uh, you had a eight- or nine-year career. I'm trying to figure out. I guess it was nine-year yep. career. But, um, you know, you, you transitioned from there into ministry. How did that all happen? Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home and, uh, you know, I always knew the Lord, but it was a difficult experience. Again, like I said, being in the hockey world, it's, it was a very lonely experience as a Christian sometimes and uh, a culture that sometimes was difficult to, to be a Christian and to stay faithful to the Lord. So, uh, you know, as I played the, the organization hockey ministries that I'm in right now uh, played a big role in my life as far as mentoring me and just being there for me. Uh, throughout my playing career. And uh, while I was on a bus in Germany, I was playing in Germany at the time, uh, the Lord just totally opened my eyes to maybe a life in ministry after uh, I was done playing. And so when I retired, I, I joined Hockey Ministries to uh, kind of give back to what they, they have done done for me. That's really exciting, Rob, because, you know, I was thinking, okay, so you do outreach breakfasts, you know, for others, but it sounds like this ministry is trying to key in on the players as well and really reach them where they are at. How is that having an impact even today? Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of players uh, that 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 basically, I mean, don't, don't know anything about the Bible. I and mean, we will go into the rink and 
uh, guys will, they won't even know who, you know, David and Goliath is. They won't know Adam and Eve. They, they don't know anything about the Bible, but some, some, for some reason they show up to a little Bible study. Uh, we, we host Bible studies across the NHL and, uh, over 400 leagues across North America and Europe. And, uh, many of these guys are coming to know Jesus through these little Bible studies. And, and not only that, they're growing in their faith, uh, by learning the Bible. So. That's exciting. It's a it's a rough and tumble sport. It's kind of mm. almost uh, the lower you go, like when you get into uh, the minor leagues of hockey. It's it's like dog eat dog, as I can tell. Um, how does how does a ministry like this actually flourish in a, a community like that? I guess. Uh, I would tell you it's probably only by God's grace, mm. to be honest. Like sometimes I shake my head, and many many others in our our ministry shake our heads at uh, just how it's possible that we even still exist, or that we're welcomed into the rinks and into locker rooms uh, to meet with these players. Because it is, it's a it's a very we're at the other end of the spectrum c- compared to what a lot of people think about hockey and uh, the culture, and like you said, the. The mentality of hockey players isn't always uh, lining up with what many people think of what Christianity is. So I guess the question at that point is then, are you having an impact? Are you seeing lives being affected by by your ministry? Absolutely. And if if, uh, I could tell you many, many stories, but probably the best way for the people in South Florida would honestly be come to the breakfast. Mm. And that's I get not a, not just necessarily promoting the breakfast, but honestly, we'll have a handful of people who will share their stories uh, of how our ministry has impacted them and how they've come to know the Lord uh, later in life, you know, through our hockey chapels and uh, through our events. Who are some of those players? Uh, one of them who will be at the event is another former Florida Panther and an, an uh, all-star and uh, in the Hockey Hall of Fame, actually, is a goalie. His name is John Van Beesbrook. He's a bit older. He played in the in the mid '90s down in South Florida. Um, he's got an incredible story, and he actually came to know the Lord through our chaplain uh, while he was playing in Florida. There, and they met at an IHOP, and um, yeah, he was just convicted by him after meeting at the IHOP over and over again that uh, he needed to give his life to Christ, and he became a Christian through our chaplain there in South Florida. So he'll he'll share his testimony. Uh, during the breakfast, and um, there's ma- yeah, there's many other players that have come to know the Lord through our ministry. Maple syrup and salvation—that's <laughs> the way to go. They can go <laughs> together. Go. Okay, so this breakfast, where hey, maybe there'll be even more maple right. syrup and salvation, is happening right. Saturday, February fourth, at the Westin in Fort Lauderdale, starting at eight a.m. And uh, you'll definitely want to be a part of it. Now, Rob, you talked about uh, you know re- obviously growing up in a Christian home, but maybe straying away from that in the league, playing hockey, what difference did it make for you while you were in hockey and, and on that team and, and with your fellow teammakers, uh, teammates when you really kind of almost rededicated your life to Christ? What did it mean for me as far as... Uh, what what impact me? did it have on your, form, on your teammates and your, what it meant oh, for you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The impact, yeah. I mean, the, the teammates always find it weird. I, you know, I guess I, I don't. Many people don't know the lifestyle. The lifestyle, especially at the high high level, guys like to party, guys like to go out and drink, and people always found it confusing. Why, you know, I, I didn't do these kinds of things, or my language was a bit different. 
uh, maybe on the ice and off the ice than some of the guys. So um, it honestly opened up a lot of doors that at first guys look at you kind of funny, but then uh, uh, as time goes on, it's uh, you're the first text or the first call when, when somebody has a question about something or somebody's struggling with something. So it opened up a lot of doors in, in that way to, for me to share my faith and um, and it impacted me just it, it grew my relationship with uh, with the Lord immensely um, to kind of live in the world in that, that context but but still not uh, do what the what, what a lot of my teammates or the world uh, might do so. mm-hmm. a couple sports related questions one if I'm playing college hockey and there's no way I'm doing that I'm way too old for it now but I'm going to Notre Dame because they have the coolest helmets ever did you get to wear did they have the golden helmets even when you they, were playing they, no they didn't everybody always asked me that i i missed that by about two years oh that is <laughs> that's harsh yeah. that's the worst <laughs> thing i've heard all day it's tough yeah it is i could have probably made a lot of money by selling that thing too <laughs> okay second question um for what i can tell you you had a goal as a panther in your first season can you still visualize that goal do you still memorize what happened Oh, for sure. Since obviously, since I scored one goal, I wasn't. Uh, you know, I'm not going to make break any record books for sure. So when you have hey, you one, have more goals in the National Hockey League remember. than I have. That's what I always say. You have more oh, than I have. There you go. There you go. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Yes, I could definitely. I could still picture it vividly. Uh, just especially since it's my only one. Uh, I have it in my head. Uh, who was it? Do you know who it is against? Who was the goalie? It it, it, uh, it was against Kari Lettinen. I don't, he's not playing anymore, and he was playing for the Atlanta Thrashers, which that team no longer exists. So maybe I put him out of business, I guess. <laughs> Can you describe what that adrenaline that is running through your veins when it's just about to happen? It's almost like, you know, a goal in, in soccer. What What was that like for you, that moment before and after? It, well, before, it's almost kind of like, honestly, I don't know if people have seen the movie uh, with Kevin Costner, uh, The Perfect Game. It's a baseball movie, and he, like, I don't know. It, he zones out, and everything kind of, you almost get so super focused, like, and you don't even know anything else is going on around you. So it's kind of like that. You're just so much in a zone. And then afterwards, yeah, it's the, uh, I, you said it, it's an just incredible rush. It's the. Uh, mm-hmm. The adrenaline, the 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 joy is just overflowing. Mm. And it kind of, you know, you spend a lot of your life from, you know, from probably four or five years old learning to skate and and handle a stick to uh, that moment. That really is like I made it, right? I mean, that's that's kind of the feeling you have, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. There's a, there's a handful like when you get drafted or when you sign your first professional contract and uh, your first goal. Yeah, there's a couple moments throughout the way that you kind of like, yeah, I've 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 reached this milestone, and then you you try to do the next. Who was your? Um, who would you say was the mentor, the the person that you can point to and say the reason I made it to the NHL is because of that person? I would say probably my assistant uh, coach at, at the University of of Notre Dame. Um, either that or my parents. You know, my parents weren't, weren't great hockey players, so but they took me to the rink growing up, and they made sure I had uh, you know equipment and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but as far as like learning how to play the game and and be a professional, would be my assistant coach at Notre Dame. He spent a lot of time with me, extra time. 
going over film and, and doing some extra stuff with me. So mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, everybody I'm sure has their own unique story of how they made it to the NHL. But now you're using that platform to share Jesus with others at the All-Star Breakfast. It's happening Saturday, February 4th. We've got details at ericandbridget.org. But Rob, what do you think some of the players right now, you talked about how the culture and and things are, it's a dark place. So what do you think is, is the biggest need for players even today in experiencing or being introduced to Jesus? How, how can that happen for many players today? I honestly think, I think it's giving up uh, the, the fact that hockey is not God. Uh, a lot of players, uh, I mean, even I kind of experienced this growing up, hockey becomes your number one priority and all you do and all you think about, and it becomes your, your God in a lot of ways. And I, think there's many 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 hockey players and probably even some in south florida there that that has is the case and and when you place um anything above god as god that's not a good thing so i think yeah and i i think a lot of times when people get to the end of their hockey careers or any career for example like they realize that uh it's not something that lasts and only only God can fill that place as the number one uh, person in your heart. So I think that would probably be the best thing that that players need is to replace Mm -hmm. hockey uh, with uh, their creator. 